In this video, I'm gonna tell you if the freshly updated Apple TV 4K is for you. If the increase in processing power, the escalation in audio and video quality, the complete redesign of the remote are total blockbusters or just the biggest box office bomb ever. Sponsored by CuriosityStream with Nebula. Over 70% of you watching this video right now still haven't subscribed. So that button and bell and we'll build the best community in tech together. You wanna give your TV some better streaming smarts because the built-in Tizen Droid Nix whatever OS it came with just isn't secure enough, polished enough, private enough, or because you've just already gone all in on TV plus, fitness plus, arcade music, maybe even Apple One, which is pretty much me. I've been living my best Apple TV life for the whole entire lockdown now, all day, every day. Along with my television and my stereo paired HomePod biggies, it is the most used device of this last lost year, my window into the world, such as it has been. So if you, like me, already have the previous generation Apple TV 4K, but you're thinking about updating, here's what you'll get. 4K HDR content in up to 60 frames per second, twice what the previous box was capable of. And that's thanks to Apple's A12 Bionic chipset, the same chipset that was in the iPhone XS. The previous Apple TV had an A10X as in extra cores chipset, the 2017 iPad Pro chipset. And even with that, it could only just barely handle 4K HDR 30. Please no compositing. The A12 is two generations more advanced when it comes to not just the cores, but also the additional accelerator blocks that Apple uses for things like video decode. So why not an A12X or A12Z just to keep up with the core count? My guess is because it would make an already expensive box just that much more expensive. And there's really nothing yet running on an Apple TV 4K that would really benefit from all those massive multiple more cores. What about high-end gaming? Well, Apple still hasn't shown any real public interest in that. And if and when they do, they'll likely need to field a box with way more than A12X or A12Z anyway, probably way more than A14 or M1 if they wanna come even close to the graphical firepower in a PS5 or Xbox Series X. And whether or not that comes in the near or distant future, it absolutely isn't coming now. For this Apple TV, all Apple had to do was deliver 4K HDR60. And they did, and well. So if you love that Hobbit look in theaters, you'll love the same look on your Apple TV at home. And if you didn't, if you found that less hyper-realistic and more hyper-uncanny valley, you can still dive deep into the additional video modes in settings and restore 4K HDR 30. And then I'd say give high frame rate a solid week just to get used to it, especially if you're only ever been used to watching 30 frames per second. And then if you still hate it, go back to 30. Now, when it comes to storage, it's still 32 gigabytes for 179 and 64 gigabytes for 199. And I like to think of that as basically a giant cash pool because the Apple TV self-manages storage, trashing old seldom access content for hot new content on the regular, re-downloading if and when it ever needs to. So if you have a low data speed or a low data cap, you can get more storage and just keep more content, especially more games, more movies live and minimize any delays you might otherwise experience from re-downloading. But if you're living that speedy streaming life, then you might be perfectly fine with 32 gigabytes. The new box also comes with HDMI 2.1 to support that higher frame rate. Likewise, Wi-Fi 6 for that faster, more robust streaming and Thread, which is an ultra low power mesh networking technology so you can live a better, more secure, more direct as in hub-free HomeKit life. And that's pretty much it. So if you have the previous Apple TV 4K, you really have to decide if 4K HDR 60 and the updated connection speeds are worth it to you, either as a replacement 
or as an addition to your current setup. If you have the previous previous Future of TV is Apple TV, add 4K and Dolby Vision and Atmos to that list, which I'm not gonna lie, if you have the home theater gear to support it is transformative. And again, makes me wish that Apple would have, or just work some of that iPhone SE or iPad nothing magic and push down Apple TV tech to a less expensive box, something not quite as limited as the 1080p version they're keeping in the lineup and something that finally breaks that $99 sweet spot, an Apple TV Express dongle, something that could bring Apple's focus on security, privacy, and accessibility to the current gap between the premium boxes and that ubiquitous, now ubiquitous TV app. Speaking of which, lead totally buried, Apple's also completely redesigned the Siri remote, or Apple remote, as it's known to anyone outside Siri's current deployment, which I know everyone internationally just really truly wishes would be rolling out much further, much faster than it currently is. The new remote comes bundled with the new Apple TV 4K and the held over Apple TV HD, but you can also buy it separately and use it with the previous generation Apple TV 4K box as well. And honestly, depending on your level of frustration with the current remote and whether you can even enjoy 4K HDR60 to begin with, just the remote alone might be one hell of an upgrade for you. It looks like the second generation Apple TV remote, the 2010 aluminum stick that replaced the original white plastic remote, but it merges the D-pad on that remote with the touchpad of the last gen black remote. Because while the trackpad may have cracked the TV interface, it also showed the cracks of the tvOS ecosystem, namely the big video companies that just couldn't even be bothered to make and maintain a basic template cookie cutter Apple TV app. So just ported over their cross-platform GL apps, which never, not ever work right. Like zoom across three tabs instead of stepping through one not work right. So now you can click to step precisely and there is just no bad code in the universe that can stop you. You can even pause and circle your finger, old school click wheel style, to quickly scrub forward and back along a timeline. And yes, it is all shades of wonky in those crappy big media apps, but once they update, this will just solve for all of that. The only thing it won't solve for is the home button, which Apple has now renamed the back button. But like the ye old Android back button of yore, it's more of a random action generator. If you're watching a video in the TV app and you press it, you get an option bar on the bottom of the screen and you have to press again to exit. But if you press it in say like Netflix or TV Plus, you're just insta-dumped right out of the video. In YouTube, the back button will dismiss the overlay, but in Prime Video, it'll insta-dump you. And when you can't predict something, it becomes super frustrating and eventually you just give up on it. It's why consistency is such a massive user benefit and why I hope Apple just decides to wield the power of the human interface guidelines to force some form of basic standardization on what is this most basic of controls. But other than that, the new remote is just all caps awesome. There's a mute button, which I use all the time for apps where the ads always, always play louder than the videos because that's just the oldest of jerk moves in the business. And a new power button, which looks kinda itsy bitsy, even un-Apple-like, but comes in super handy, universal even, in our current multi-component, multi-home theater age. And it does take like about a day to get over old muscle memory, so you're not muting instead of pausing, or pausing instead of Siri-ing, but only really about a day, and then you're just flying. And yes, it is absolutely, totally, 100%, a bummer that there is no U1 chip or beeper or find my functionality built in, not unless you tape an AirTag to it 
like an animal, but the new asymmetry, the new shape, the new heft, the new side Siri button, the new clickiness of all the buttons, the new everything else is just such a terrific, terrific improvement, especially for people like me who live on the Apple TV, on TV+, Disney+, Nebula+. That's where I post all of my videos, ad-free, sponsor-free, and all the full-length versions of my collabs with iJustine, MKBHD, John Gruber, and so many more, and extended cuts of many of my explainer videos as well. And right now, today, you can get a Nebula subscription bundled in for free when you sign up to curiositystream.com slash or just click the link in the description. And that bundle is currently 26% off, less than 15 bucks a year, less than the price of a fancy dessert in New York City for access to their thousands of amazing documentaries and series like Entertainment of the Future with Sigourney Weaver, as well as all the ad-free, sponsor-free, and often extended videos on Nebula from MKBHD, Wendover and Half is Interesting, Tech Alter, Polymatter, Up and Atom, Soaps Notes, Braincraft, and so many more. Curiosity Stream for over 26% off, less than $15 a year, and Nebula for free. Just click the link in the description or go to curiositystream.com slash Ritchie and it really helps out the channel. You have a smart TV and you're fine with the built-in apps or all you want is a cheap stick or cast. That's fine. That's great. Or if you're just waiting on a less expensive or higher end Apple TV or VR kit, check out the playlist above. But if you're all in on the Apple ecosystem and you need that on your television and you want it in all its 4K HDR 60 frames per second glory, then the refreshed Apple TV 4K will give you just exactly that.